Hello and welcome to Rate That, the podcast where four mates are attempting to expand their horizons by trying out each other's recommendations. Each episode, one of us suggests a task to the rest of the group to try something they truly enjoy. We then get together to discuss our potentially friendship-ending opinions on something that is often very meaningful to a member of the group. Last time it was my turn, and I chose three Jay-Z mashup album projects for everyone to listen to. They are Jay-Z and Linkin Park's Collision Course, Max Tanone's Jadiohead, and Danger Mouse's The Grey Album. All right then, lads. So I think we should do them in chronological order. So The Grey Album came out first. So The Grey Album is Jay-Z's The Black Album mixed with samples from The Beatles' self-titled album the beatles it's commonly known in the beatles fandom as the white album which is why it became the gray album what do you guys think so (laughs) my overarching thing for this one was you have to be a big fan of one of the artists to think that it's the shit as it were and i like the beatles but not enough to think though this is a great album and i don't really listen to Jay-Z. Um, I never really have. And so I didn't particularly, I don't really give a shit about him either. So introing you to Jay-Z with projects he hasn't made is not the best, uh, not the best start. Pro- probably not. I mean, look, Jay-Z, uh, he obviously does something right. Because, you know, <laughs> it's quite well known. Shatee's not been though yet. You know, with all, quite a lot of these mix albums, nine times out of ten, they take a hip hop album and then mix it into something else. Yeah. It's normally like a heavy metal or something along those sort of lines. Sometimes you just don't need to do the mixed album. Like, you didn't need to do this album. <laughs> it was just shite. They didn't need to do it, but someone decided that they should do it and then did. <laughs> and before you completely lay into me. <laughs> Both Jay-Z and the remaining members of the Beatles liked it when they heard it. Jay-Z saw it, probably saw it as, mate, I'm going to get some more bank, so that's all right for me. The Beatles probably thought, I'm 400 years old now. I can't, my hearing's gone. I was hoping, but the thing is, I was hoping for something to bang, like, all the way through it. I listened to it when I was at the gym, and I was like, right, there's going to be a killer here. There's going to be a great one here. And then I kept thinking all the way through, I was like, you know what? This didn't have to happen. So I disagree on that. I've heard a few tracks anyway before before we, we listened to this, but I've never listened to it all the way through. But that's the thing, like I said, there's some certain songs of the Beatles that I like. So, and, and not being a Jay-Z fan, I didn't necessarily know what to expect. So like, what more can I say? And while my guitar gently weeps, I've heard, I think I'd heard that before. And I think that's probably the most recognisable remix of them. But that's, yeah. a, that's an absolute tune. Like, yeah. no doubt about it. That's my personal favourite. Of the whole yeah. thing. That, that is the best one out of the album. I will yeah. admit that. But I will, but the thing is, like, I like the Beatles and I like Jay Z separately. Them two together, that, to me, just wasn't wasn't gelling. Like, what did I write here? I wrote this encore remix didn't work for me. One of the YouTube comments on Ninety Nine Problems and Helter Skelter made me laugh. Someone wrote, "This mix is so sick. It's my go-to version of Ninety Nine Problems," which I thought was. Absolutely hilarious because <laughs> it's fucking shit. <laughs> like, 
There's two versions of 99 problems that you could go to over this one. <laughs> <laughs> two other but one of them's the original, and you're choosing this. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I can totally see that. I think that what tends to happen with these projects is one tune is absolutely amazing, and they do that one first, and then they go, let's do the rest of the whole album, and then they kind of have to like force stuff to work with one another like my my guitar gently weeps mixed with what more can i say i think is better than jay-z's version of what more can i say in my humble opinion that is good do what it's it's, it's kind of like you know you know when you hear remix or you hear mashup or a mashup album it's like have you ever heard the papa roach um rihanna track rude boy and uh last resort that really works doesn't sound like it would <laughs> if you like you like Papa Roach in it so if you like Papa Roach oh yeah yeah true yeah and it, basically if you like the main thing about Papa Roach which is the guitars really that whole mix worked basically whereas this was oh, just it was just so slow some of it as well but some of those some of those Jay-Z songs I'm like the original's better there was no need to do this mix then speak <laughs> I was just letting you two get, get come your, on uh... You get your opinions out. Ben probably made love to this. I mean, that's a weird thing to say. That's a really weird thing. Got that out, Tom. Got that out. <laughs> weird, weird thing to say. No, I'm, I'm half, I'm half going to come to Tom's aid here. This is the one of the three albums that I had not heard before. It did grow on me. The first time I put it on, it took me till I think track five to start thinking. Okay, there's something here. Um, which I think is the one after Encore, um, which, to be fair, anything after that Encore remix is going to be good, isn't it? But as the others have said, I think there are tracks that work and there are tracks that they've just gone, well, we've got to do something with these because they're on the album. And it doesn't quite work, specifically Encore. Do we rate the Grey album? I'm going to go ahead and say that I do not rate the Grey album. Unfortunately, I did not rate the Grey Album. 100% not. I'm going to sit on the fence and say, I think if I listen to it a couple more times, I could get there. There's definitely tracks on there that I say I, I could say I don't rate, but there are also tracks on there that I would happily listen to a few oh, yeah. a few times. But as an album, probably I would have to say right now, I don't rate it. Okey-dokey, so that's uh, three to one. On the first Pod- album. <laughs> Podcast over. I don't want to hear your opinions on, on the rest. <laughs> You're going to behave like that about this one. All fuck up. <laughs> so the next one on the list then, the next one that came out was Collision Course. And this was done by the artists themselves. This was going to be one of my questions. Were the, were the artists actually involved in these things? Well, Ben, if you want extra homework, there is a documentary about the making of this uh, of this album, which came as a, a bonus DVD disc. If you bought the deluxe version of the album when it came out, obviously I did that. Are you a fan <laughs> of Jay-Z? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dabble. Well, so according to the Wikipedia page on the Collision Course album, it says that they were inspired by the Grey album to do this. And Thank it you. was part of an MTV thing that they were doing where they were asking artists to mash up their tracks together so jay-z and lincoln park got together in his studio and mike shinoda basically cut these tracks together 
legend. Well, I remember this being advertised on telly, on music television channels as like this thing's coming and i was like this looks like the best thing i will ever have seen or heard <laughs> and i was not wrong from the minute i walked home from gloucester hmv and put it into my sony discman walkman to, to listen to on the bus <laughs> on the way home i was not disappointed you could have got away with not aging yourself but you just have shit <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think before you start one of the songs on this won a grammy that doesn't mean shit. Mahershala Ali won an won Oscars and you guys hated his voiceover for Chimp Empire. Yeah, well. Yeah, he didn't win an Oscar for that, did he? No, he didn't win an Oscar for Chimp Empire, but he's got a great voice <laughs> in it. You picked Chimp Empire out of your ass, because the rest of us are picking things that we like and adore and would suggest to people. Yeah. I just happened to finish watching Chimp Empire. So you can pipe well, down you, there. Yeah. You've made that mistake <laughs> once, so you're not going to do it again. No. <laughs> right. I don't mind going first on this because um, Collision Course is um, one of my top five albums of all time. So I fucking love it. Okay. Next album. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I didn't even have to listen to it because I listen to it like all the time. So I think there's only one song on it, which I think is a bit crap because it's my, my favorite Linkin Park songs. And they mixed it in with Big Pimpin, which I thought was all shite. So Paper Cut and Big Pimpin, both of those together just don't work. Yeah, you've just named the one the one track on this album I thought didn't work as well. Yeah, well, this is it. Like, the main thing I love about Paper Cut is that, like, the guitar riff on it, yeah? I love that. They took that away. I think when they, when they went rock with hip-hop lyrics, it was better than going hip-hop beat with the rock lyrics, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see, I can hear that. Yeah. And also, the number Encore remix in this is the best remix of Encore. I mean, if you haven't heard that, you've been <laughs> living you under been? a rock. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the thing is, there's, there's a lot of memories with that album, do you know what I mean? Because I love Linkin Park. Like, they're one of my favourite bands of all time. I love them to pieces. And then... I'm not a massive fan of Jay-Z. I like Jay-Z. I'll listen to his stuff. But this made Jay-Z even better for me. See, I heard this and and then went, I don't need to know anymore. Just give me these one, two, three, four, five, six Six. tracks. I don't need any more. 21 minutes and 18 seconds. That's all it is. That's that's all the Jay-Z I need in my life. Not long enough, if you ask me. Josh, what's your take on this masterpiece? So... I am probably biased when it comes to Collision Course because I'm a huge Linkin Park fan and I think that Hybrid Theory is the best album ever made. Well, one of them at least. And I think that doing it with Jay-Z was just, it was one of the, it was just, it just worked, didn't it? It was perfect. Like, out of the three that we've listened to, I've obviously listened to Collision Course the most anyway. Even if I hadn't, I think my main takeaway from Collision Course compared to the others was that the way they worked, it was it was how the lyrics worked best with which track, as opposed to let's just slam two tracks together. It was a case of okay, which Lincoln Park tracks work with a Jay Z tune and vice versa. Like, so I just felt like that just made it that little bit more just neater, if anything. Like, I think possibly the fact that the artists were involved and things were potentially re-recorded specifically for this helps to give it that neater feel it's like mike shinoda being the police officer in 99 problems that helps those little little things 
Hilton song. He does Jay's first verse for 99 Problems on that song as well. That's it, I think, yeah, just obviously that is a you know the the underlying fact is that they're both you know the artists were involved in making this but you listen to some of these mixes and you think you just th- you realize there's a, there's a such an insane amount of talent needed to take those songs hear something and go that works with that i'm going to do that let's make it work let's get the beats to match let's do it. like obviously that's why they're good at what they do but to even hear that in the first place yeah is just the, the talent's insane. Yeah, I would say I think with this this one in particular, they used two albums worth of Linkin Park stuff and then two or three albums worth of Jay Z stuff from his vast back catalogue at that point. So yeah, they were able to sort of pick and choose a little bit more. I always find it really interesting that Numb Encore isn't really like Numb. It's a real mm. sort of stripped back hip hop, yeah. like electronic hip hop, Shinoda esque beat. I think the reason why that track works so well is because yeah, they they haven't like just tried to mash the rocky version of Numb with Encore. That like that wouldn't have worked at all. Because obviously I'd listened to Collision Course, I went on to see onto Wikipedia just to see how it was received. And on there, I was pr- I couldn't believe the review scores for this album. The Guardian gave it one star out of five. It was ahead of its time, mate. <laughs> oh, Enemy Enemy gave it three out of ten. Rolling Stone gave it two out of five. Uh, Spin gave it three and a half out of five. And Village Voice called it unfavourable. That's pretty fucking mad when you think about it. Because I'm a massive Linkin Park fan, because you guys are Linkin Park fans, because, Tom, you're a massive Jay-Z fan, are we in this bubble where we're like, it's fucking sick? Whereas you ask normal people that listen to these mashup tracks, they would they be like... It's fucking shit, mate. <laughs> shit what it is. I think it's, it, you always get this with people who are professional reviewers or critics. They always try and be edgy or out there or whatever. The, the, the whole point of the album is that it's bringing two lots of fan bases together. If you're a Jay-Z fan, you're going to love it. If you're a Linkin Park fan, nine times out of ten, you're going to love it. That's what it's really catered for, isn't it? So the people that love either one of them. Jay-Z's fan base is massive. Lincoln Park's fan base is massive. So millions of people are going to love it. Yeah. So critics watch it. Like they do, critics do it with films. There's so many films which are sick, which critics have watched. They've given it two stuff. So do you know what those critics can do, Kai? They can set up their own podcast and they can talk about it and we won't listen to that. We'll just carry on talking about how much we love this uh, (laughs) project and this band. We can uh, we can critique their podcast and the market really low. <laughs> That's true. We can do that. I will say I tried really really hard to find a negative thing to say about this album, and the the only thing I could possibly say is the one track where they've mashed three tracks together. I did feel like potentially the transition into one step closer from points of authority was a bit clunky and it was just one finished and the next one started and they could have done something a bit better there. I don't know if ev- anyone else agrees or if you guys think I'm being stupid and you really liked how that worked. You're being stupid. It's amazing. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think out of all the tracks on that album, I think Izzo, I think Izzo in the end is my least favourite. 
if I had to pick, if it had to pick one, I, so I, I would go with uh, Gigawatt and Faint as my you? least favorite. So I like Faint. I love, I love the song Faint. I think it's Gigawatt that ruins it for me. Oh yeah, yeah, mate. If I'm being brutally honest, JC fucking ruins them all. So, <laughs> <laughs> so see, there is some negatives. There is, you know, we're not all completely biased on collision course. No, I mean, I I don't mind Dizzo in the end. I thought I think that works quite well. Well, I think I think it's safe to say that we're going to have a clean sweep here, aren't we? I mean, I struggle to find anything wrong with it. So, <laughs> do you do you even need to ask us the question? I don't think I do. I didn't think I needed to before I, before we even hit record, to be honest. <laughs> so, the last one, Jadiohead, which was mixed by a guy called Max Tanone. So, I picked this one because I like the other two mashup projects, and I thought, three's a nice number, three different uh, things <laughs> to listen to. But if I had to choose, this is my least favourite of the three. Oh, Tom, you've let me down there. <laughs> But there are some tracks in this that I think are really, really good. But as a whole project, it's not a coherent project. Whereas it feels like this guy's just picked this song goes with this Radiohead track, yeah, and sort of put them together on a put them together on a line. See, for me, this this was the first Jay Z mashup album I ever heard. I think I heard this before I heard Collision Course, even though it came out later. And when I first heard this, I was like, there's not a bad song on this thing. This is incredible. Being a fan of both, well, kind of a fan of Jay-Z, but a a big fan of Radiohead, I'm obviously going to like this album. That being said, having listened to it for this recording, there are some tracks that don't work. I I am willing to admit that. Um, But I will let the other two rip into it now. (laughs) You, You see, I actually didn't mind it out of the three i'd put second for me which is odd i actually don't like radiohead i don't like them at all the the tracks where the tom york actually says or does anything the worst one to me i knew you'd say that i knew you would say that which one was it no it was a no karma i was like too much tom york So there was a couple of tracks which I thought actually banged. So Wrong Prayer, I thought was good. I thought that was great. I I was actually like, oh, that's decent. That's track one as well. That is track one. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, maybe it's not too bad. Then. 99 Anthems, was there was no point doing that because it sounded very similar to 99 Problems. <laughs> <laughs> it was so similar. It was like, what is the point? The thing is, with with this one, for me, it was kind of just like, it's all right. It's better than the Grey album. The Grey album, I thought, just thought was shite. This, I could, I can kind of get on board with a little bit more. But the problem is, is that we've just come off the back of talking about Collision Chords, which for a lot of us, we've just said, <laughs> it's a perfect album. So how do you match to that, really? How do you match it? For me, personally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Don't say it. This is on par. Oh, I've said it. Oh, you can. I've said it. Get the fuck out, right? Let me fucking let me educate you. (laughs) Let let me fucking educate you, right? So, as a precursor to this, this is my first thing. I listened to this one first because I knew it was going to be the shittest of a lot. (laughs) Here we go. And the first thing I wrote down was, as a precursor to this, this was probably the one I was least thinking I'd like because I wouldn't say I'm a Jay Z fan or a Radiohead fan. However, I fucking pressed play on track one and I went, 
actually, this is all right. <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed I, my actual note was I enjoyed the riff. However, I have a controversial opinion that might potentially get me killed in some circles is that I'm pretty sure that's Beyonce's voice I'm hearing and she's annoying to me. That ruined, that ruined it for me. Yeah. Uh, 99 Anthems, I wrote, once you've heard 99 Problems with Points of Authority <laughs> and One Step Closer, it's hard to top, especially with a short, boring radio head track. You can't compare them. <laughs> Uh, Lucifer's Jigsaw, I literally wrote, that's a no from me. <laughs> I literally just wrote no as well. <laughs> and then track by the time I got to track five, I was really getting into it. And my note is, Radiohead tracks just have fuck all to them. And I find Jay-Z is okay in terms of a bop. So to take that away from the track just makes this completely and utterly shit. <laughs> oh, dear. See, I, I, I could listen to Dirt Off Your Android all day long, every day. Fucking wank. By the time I got to track 10, I wrote, I'm pretty sure this is the same as the two previous tracks. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the extra ones. So was it four or five tracks on the extra re- release that the guy did? Yeah. See, now, I think I've heard some of those because Air Rock... I feel like I'd heard before and I've written, I didn't mind it. And I was thinking these tracks will probably all be a bit better if I were, if I appreciated Jay-Z as a lyricist more, but I don't feel like they're a quick listen, if that makes sense. Like they're not, to me, they weren't something that you could just, these tracks, like I didn't feel like they were a track that you just put on. Like obviously Ben would disagree, but like I wouldn't, I would never, these tracks never scream to me like, oh, do you know what I want to do? Unwind and like really have a little fucking bop to or or even just a headbang or whatever. I wouldn't I wouldn't choose any of these tracks, I don't <laughs> think. And then Song and Cry, I'm pretty sure I've definitely I'm I'm like I'm 90% sure I'd heard that before. And actually quite like that one. That's probably the most famous one that got shared a lot. Yeah. So time. I think yeah, I think I probably heard that one before, which is why maybe like in the back of my head. Uh, when I listened to it, I was kind of like, you've heard this before. So maybe, you, you know what I mean? You'll have heard this more than once. So that that was why I was like, I, I kind of like, and Recliner's Encore, I felt like the same thing. I think I'd heard that before. But mm-hmm. overall, I was just like, fucking hell. Like, look, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, Radiohead are an acquired taste, right? And their tracks, when you strip away Tom York's voice, are just as boring as when they are with fucking Tom York on them. Because they're... <laughs> They're written. They're written that way. That's their style. Look, I'd catch heat for it from a Radiohead fan, but that's the way their music is. That is their style. Their tra- their tunes aren't about being like fucking bouncy and fucking happy. They're a, you know they're melancholy. They're slow. They're that's what they are. But I just do not like them. And then to then just like take those slow tracks and just try and try and crowbar Jay Z songs into them to mash them two together. It just didn't work for me whatsoever. It's interesting that you same take as me when you heard track <laughs> one, you went, oh, this might be all right. And then as soon as you track Lucifer's Jigsaw, you're like, no. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll take that. I'll take the fact that you put track one on and we're like, oh, maybe. I'll take that. I was expecting a lot worse. Well, I mean, Josh has just gone on for 10 minutes about how he hates everything about it. <laughs> yeah, I've absolutely fucking yeah, destroyed it. But <laughs> I tried because the thing is, as soon as you mentioned it, 
I tried to steer clear of going, I'm going to hate that. I thought to myself, do you know what? The whole point of this is we're going to have to try things that we don't necessarily want to do. So forget that you don't like Radiohead. Forget that. Like, just go into it. And I think that's why, for the first track, I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's go benefit of the doubt. The the issue was then track two was completely a write-off because of Lincoln Park, Jason. Because of that yeah. 99 Problems track, it was just straight away, it was like, oh, fucking hell, I was right to doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That is really interesting that, yeah, you, you were both pleasantly surprised to begin with and then it fell off a cliff literally four <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> the thing was, like, it actually felt like homework when I realised I had to do the four tracks as well. Like, you know, when you when you sat, I sat there, I was like, oh, man, I just got through these ten. And then realised that there was more. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to ask you, Tom, you said that you basically put this JDO head one on there because you just wanted three albums. How much did you listen to it? And do you rate the, the JDO head album? No, I do. I do like it. I do. There are some tracks on there that I think are really good. I really like, is it wrong prayer? Track one. <laughs> track one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> track one. I, I really like track one. And that's how I actually found this project was it was on YouTube. Do you remember when people went through a phase of making their own versions of music videos? Yes. Where they would just cut up clips and like mash them together to make their own like version of people's music videos. So I found this, I was like, hang on a minute, where's that from? And then found it. But I also quite liked um, Song Cry, song, yeah. which is now Song and Cry. Whenever I listened to that, I was like, wow, that's quite sad, that song there. I feel, I feel, quite, emo- I feel quite emotional. I'm in tears. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look good on the central line, <laughs> on the way into work. Probably looks perfectly normal, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th- if I was to put them in order, it'd be Collision Course, Grey album, and then this, of my okay. personal personal favourites. Um, I also quite like the name JDO Head as well. It's great, isn't it? It works so well. It's such a great name. I also wanted to try and pick something that you guys hadn't have heard of. So I'm just 99.9% sure you'd all have heard and adored Collision Course, and the Grey album was quite popular at the time when it came out so you probably have heard bits but i wasn't sure if you'd have heard this but i wasn't expecting the um absolute mauling it took <laughs> i i was but i i'd listened to it quite a lot before and i know what right. these two are like radiohead are a boring boring band in your in your opinion regardless in my opinion or not they're a boring band sometimes you don't need to remix certain things into certain things when you peaked with Collision Course, you went, you, you know what? You nailed it. It's a cult phenomenon, that album. Everyone I know from our generation loves that album. And, and it spans across everyone. People who used to be rockers, people who used to be hip-hop heads, all of those type of skaters, all those type of people back in like 2006 plus. Yeah. Well, I said earlier, if you, if you haven't heard Numb Encore, you've been living under a rock, haven't you? But when So you've nailed it with that, but then you suddenly then that sometimes you just don't need to do it. Well, to be fair, this is some DJ producer that's put this together. He's probably seen how these other things have been made. So this this was put together in 2009, so five years after the other project. Yeah, choose a better band than Radiohead then. <laughs> <laughs> to match that up with, do you know what I mean? There's better bands to do it with. I mean, Radiohead have done all right for themselves, so they, someone <laughs> must like them. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> Look, right, look, what it boils down to is, and I'm, I'm going to borrow a, a line from one of my favourite films, 
the guy was so preoccupied with whether he could, he didn't stop to think whether he should. <laughs> it, it, it's like mixing it with, so I can say, the Smiths. I hate the Smiths too. Again, so, they've done all right for themselves. And there's probably a mashup out there somewhere that you can follow yeah. with the Smiths. Yeah, and I'd love that as well. Give me a minute. I'll find it on Bandcamp <laughs> in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, so boys, do you... <laughs> I think I know the answer to this question. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> Do you rate Jadiohead? I think it's safe to say that I definitely did not rate Jadiohead. <laughs> I think all of us can say we rate track one. <laughs> 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 After that, okay. no, don't rate it. Benjamin? I feel like I'm in the minority again, but yes, I do. I do rate Jadiohead very highly indeed. There we go. I rate it as well. I wouldn't have suggested it if I didn't rate it. So it's a, it's a two-all split there. Well, you've done all right for yourself this week. Yeah, all of you are still doing better than I did with Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the pilot episode, Kai. We were all learning. We were all trying to figure out what this thing was. You also phoned in the homework that week. Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. And I had just finished it. But yeah, I feel like I got a morning and then everyone else has finished. I don't know. I went pretty hard on JD. I had just something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there we go. So it was a it was a it was a heady mix of uh, really really like it, but also really really hate this Tom White. <laughs> yeah. Why have you suggested this? Which is yeah. kind of what I was like hoping for. So Ben, it's your turn, I believe, to give us all a suggestion. Have you got something for us to uh, get our teeth into next? Yeah, I've been going back and forth over over what I wanted to get you guys to see here read whatever and i think i'm gonna go with something i'm almost certain that none of you will have seen before it's not your uh mainstream television netflix series it's a youtube series and it's called no more jockeys i don't know if any of you have seen it before never heard of it cool it's essentially three of my favorite comedians they're all good pals, and over lockdown, they started this YouTube series where they just recorded themselves on Zoom playing a stupid game that they'd made up. I really enjoy it because I enjoy the three people. The three people are Alex Horn of Taskmaster fame and the Horn section, Mark Watson, who is a stand-up comedian, and Tim Key, who is a poet and stand-up comedian. Frost. I don't think Josh is going to enjoy it very much. Three of the most unfunny fuckers I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> See, they are three of my favourite comedians, but I feel like this is going to get a panning from at least one, if not two of you. <laughs> I mean... Tom, Tom was nodding along with those people, so hopefully he'll enjoy some of it. I think the fucking challenge is find some of the old fucking log. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like collision course? Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we genuinely should just change this to Josh. Do you rate this? <laughs> <laughs> we're, open, we're open-minded on this podcast. I will give it a fucking bash. We certainly are. I had to watch Ghost Adventures. We have to be open-minded. We all had to watch Chimp Empire. That's, that's true. <laughs> I don't know if any of you are going to enjoy this, but I really enjoy it. That's the point of this thing, is to get you guys to tell me that I'm mental for liking it. Told you you're mental for liking Radiohead earlier, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but like I say, they've they've done very well for themselves, and I'm I'm not in the minority there. There's a lot of people that like Radiohead. 
Just not on this podcast, unfortunately. Just not on this podcast, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the homework. There will be three or four episodes of No More Jockeys to watch on YouTube. Brilliant. I look forward to it. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on the Rate That Podcast. Can I go first? Ten minutes in, I think I understand it. Twelve minutes in, no, I don't get it. <laughs> the first note is, God, this is dull. I'm never going to mention Chimp Empire again. That was the most insane episode of all time. Behave. The night is called, they want their insults back. <laughs> oh, shit, I just snorted, cut that out. Oh, my God. I would laugh at anything. What fucking humour? What is wrong with you? <laughs>